Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm here with you today. I've got a special guest, and this guest, Anya Bruin, is the Senior Bike Education Program Manager. I know it's a mouthful, but it's a very, very important title. Anya is with Trailblazers, and if you don't know Trailblazers, you probably know Bike NWA, which is now Trailblazers. And they doing amazing work around the whole culture of cycling here in Northwest Arkansas. So think mountain biking, think road cycling, just think cycling awareness and getting more people out there on the greenway to enjoy the miles and miles and miles of trails that we actually have to take advantage of. And so if you're not from Northwest Arkansas, this and you like to bike, this is a really great episode for you. If you live in Northwest Arkansas and have never put your fanny on a bike, 
this episode may actually change your mind and cause you to go out and get a bike or reach out to Anya and find out how you can get started. So without further ado, I want to welcome Anya Bruin to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Anya, we want to jump into this. We were having some difficulties earlier, and so we re- decided to redo this recording. And, and I really want you to share, you have a very unique superhero origin story. So I would love for you just to kind of share with our audience who you are, and then we'll get into Trailblazer and some of the amazing work that you guys are doing collectively here in Northwest Arkansas for the bike community. I'm glad I have a chance to, to talk about this again. Talking about biking is my favorite thing in the world to do. So before I go into the origin story of how I got to where I am, I just want to take a second to recognize that people on bikes are just that and that we're all humans. So who I am as a human is not necessarily a cyclist or a person who rides all the time because I do a lot of other things. I love dogs. I love to bake. I spend time with my son. Paddling is amazing. And so taking a second to realize that though we live in this culture that's right really about biking. It actually really is just about people and people experiencing the outdoors, fresh air, sunshine, and exercise. And it's so much more than just cycling and bikes. It's really just about how you move through your space. And, you know, bikes is just one way that we choose to do that. So I always like to try to remember that who we are as humans isn't necessarily bike related. It's just biking is a part of my life. And so that balance is really important to me. But I came to biking because I started with volunteerism. I actually rode a bike as a kid on the farm that I grew up on. I remember experimenting with not using brakes to see what would happen while I'm traveling downhill. The result was a pretty epic over the bar and a couple of days home from school where I got to eat cereal and watch cartoons. So my dad actually taught me to ride a bike, which was really special because he couldn't ride a bike physically because he contracted polio when he was in the Navy as a young man. And so he had trouble walking, but thought it was really important that I learned to ride a bike. And so I'm forever grateful for him for doing that. And I know if he were here today, he would be really excited about what I do. And maybe he would go on an e-bike ride with me. Um, <laughs> but I started volunteering, lived here in Fayetteville most of my life. I graduated high school and moved here, and I started volunteering with different organizations that would hold events like Bicycle Fayetteville Days and Bike in WA, which is now Trailblazers, but at the time was the Bicycle Coalition of the Ozarks, helped some of the schools to get bikes in the schools. I volunteered to help build them, and the school that I was working at, because I was a teacher for a decade, saw me doing that and thought, oh, okay, she's the bike lady. So fast forward to 2016, when the Arkansas Interscholastic Cycling Association started up a league, they would send emails out to the schools trying to get schools to start teams. And my superintendent would just forward everything bike related directly to me. So I started a mountain biking team at my school. And then from there, I got on the board of the Ozark Off-Road Cyclists. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed. And when the time came to make a career change, because I tend to do that every once in a while, I noticed that Bike NWA had a position available and I thought, why don't I just try for it? So I came on as program manager for a couple of infrastructure projects, which were a huge learning curve for me. And I learned so, so much and I got really connected with the community, but I couldn't really let education go. I I felt compelled to help teachers have better programming 
And I learned a lot about teaching people to ride bikes and teaching people to love bikes through volunteering with Little Bellas and Women of Oz and the Ozark Offered Cyclist and with NICA and all of these development programs that are trying to get more people to ride. And I knew that I had something that I could share with teachers and to help them do things in a better way, help their programs be you know, more robust. So I transitioned from infrastructure stuff over to education. And now that's primarily what I do is with schools and teachers. But I also am developing a program in our community class series called Adult First Ride. And I think that's what we really want to talk about today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I like that. Before we jump into that, though, I, I would I would ask if you have a word of encouragement for anybody that is thinking about making that pivot, right? A lot of us have made what we call a pandemic pivot, right? Some of us have decided different careers were more meaningful to us that, you know, kind of woke us up each morning. And I think the pandemic, as hard as it was on society in general, right? As hard as it was on Americans and even people here in Northwest Arkansas, there were some good things that came out of the pandemic. But I would be curious to know what would be one just piece of advice that you would share with somebody that might be listening to this podcast and is thinking about making a pivot and listening to your story provides that source of inspiration that, wow, she went from being a teacher to, you know, to becoming a program manager for a bike organization. So you know, what piece of advice would you give to someone that might be a little fearful, right? About, you know, leaving the comfort of one career to go to another that while you may have an understanding of what you're getting into, there's still an unknown that's there. You only have now. (laughs) That's all you have. You have this moment, you have the present. That's all there is. Everything else is a memory or conjecture. So why not? If you have this moment, This is what I tell friends that are like, well, should I sign up for the advanced or should I go into this? I don't know if I am. Your pendulum's not swinging back the other way. So (laughs) you catch it on the upswing because it's not going to come back. You're not going to dial the clock back. You're not going to dial your experience back. If you don't do it now, are you going to wait till next year when you're older? Are you going to wait till the year after that? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. All you have is now in this moment. Absolutely. Bravo. I, I want to clap, but that wouldn't be good for my microphone right now. But thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. And you know what, Anya, I believe somebody that's listening to this podcast maybe needed to hear that. So so thank you for your transparency and for telling us a little bit about your superhero origin story. So let's get into the reason why we actually got this interview set up in the first place, which was because my good friend, who is your colleague, Bianca Montoya, introduced us and said, hey, you need to talk to Anya because She's doing some great work from a programmatics perspective with the bike community here in Northwest Arkansas. So I'd like you to kind of give us kind of an entree or an intro, if you will, into this, into the programs that you're working on and why people listening to this podcast, whether they're new to the area or they've been here for a long time and are have never fully embraced the bike community, why they should be thinking about embracing it now. Well, the program is called Adult First Ride. And what it does is it offers a supportive environment with really great, caring people to help adults learn to ride a bike for the first time, or maybe for the first time since they were a kid. And that environment is really way more important than the actual methodology. 
because this is a vulnerable space to be in. If you've gotten to adulthood and you've not learned to ride a bike, there's been a series of barriers in your way, be them circumstantial or fear-based or whatever it is. So the environment that we're trying to curate is a place where you can feel that fear and you can feel that vulnerability and be a little bit scared. But we have people and personalities surrounding you that are going to make you feel encouraged and scaffolded and really meet you wherever you are on that journey and get you as far as you want to get in that journey. So it's really more about the environment and the support that you get than it is about the the physicality of it. I think as adults, there's a lot more like risk assessment and self-preservation that doesn't exist when you're exists when you're a kid because you're made of rubber and you're just, you know, <laughs> shooting from the hip and you know, whatever happens, I'll go stay home from school and eat cereal for two days and it'll be right. fine. <laughs> so as an adult, we're, you know, financially responsible for anything we break, be it our bike or ourselves. We have to think about consequences and there's so much fear that can build up over time that it really takes a special group of people with specific caring, nurturing personalities to get you through that point. And I think that that's really the most important part of adult first ride is the people that work with you. So the mechanics of it are, it's an hour and a half long class and we have, you know, bikes and helmets and a space and volunteers and everyone who works with adult first ride is trained. And we just go through, you know, the basics. It's it's all the way back to getting off and on the bike. It's down to, you know, how do you balance? What happens in your brain when you balance? What are some cues that, you know, I can give one person that another person doesn't need? It's a lot of, you know, teachers in the world will think monitor and adjust. Those are teaching terms. You see what the person needs and you think on the fly and you give them a different analogy. And that's that's really what it is. And So people that work with this program aren't necessarily cyclists. They're just people who like changing people's lives and they happen to know how to ride a bike. It's less about bringing people into the bike community and it's more bringing biking to the community. Yeah. I'm not trying to pull anybody in. I'm trying to open my doors. So that sense of community and the sense of the bike community and the community, I really think of them as kind of one thing. And it's how do we bridge that gap and how do we meet people where they are? As much as biking is a part of the culture in Northwest Arkansas, I was really surprised to see that there wasn't really like a start from nothing place to do this. I'd had um, some experience with NICA parents wanting to learn to mountain bike with their kid. And when I worked with them, I realized we need to go back to starting and stopping, getting off and on the bike, because that really helps make everything much smoother later on. And if you're getting tangled up, getting off and on the bike and starting and stopping, then all of the other stuff I tell you doesn't even matter. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to send anybody to Slaughter Pen or Centennial or any of those places without some prerequisite training, for sure. No. And and that's one of those things is like we, the culture in this area is so recreationally focused, which is awesome. It's so great. But there's so much more you can do on a bike that isn't really even related to recreation. It's a tool for social change and it's transportation and it's family connectivity. And it's all of these things that can enrich all of these different parts of your life. It ain't all mountain bikes. (laughs) And it isn't all, you know, recreational, do this in our spare time. 
there's so many people that can use a bike to actually maybe allow them to have more spare time because they can use it for transportation or use it for exercise. It's just, there's so much more to the community where people can use bikes to enrich their lives that we're really trying to highlight. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I've had, you know, we have for obvious reasons, because Northwest Arkansas is Northwest Arkansas, the subject matter of bikes and biking have been on the podcast several times. I've had individuals that, you know, their only source of transportation is a bike, believe it or not, right? They don't drive a Ford F-150. They ride a bike all over the community. And I thought that was interesting learning about how people go about trying to rely exclusively on two wheels to get around. And I don't mean a motorcycle to do everything, to go grocery shopping, to you know, go hang out and meet somebody for a beer to go to the library. And I mean, you know, you name it, I've done, I've done it all. Certainly the challenge for me is just that when it's hot, like the day that we're recording this, it's, it, it can be difficult, but you make the best of it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I think that there are a lot of options out there for people that want to be more dependent on a bicycle to take advantage of the infrastructure that we have here in Northwest Arkansas. And they'll really benefit from it. And I really think on a human level, as an adult, to learn something new, especially a physical skill, is so good for your brain. It's so good for your overall well-being. Whether or not you ever use it to go fetch groceries doesn't really matter. But the fact that, you know, here you are trying to learn something new. I think that that's that's just that's how we grow. Um Mm -hmm. Learning something new every year was something I definitely prioritized. One year I learned to ride a motorcycle and another year I wanted to try archery and just this, this path to growth, this can be part of that for some folks. And maybe, maybe they don't ever try mountain biking after that. Maybe they're quite happy to just take a little spin in the park with their kids. But for some people, you know, biking isn't really a choice, what they have to do. And for some folks, you know, using a bike as a recreational thing is sometimes there's like a status thing. It's like, I don't want anybody to look at me and think that I have to take a bike. I want to show that I'm, I'm somewhere in my life and I want to take this car because the car is a status symbol and I don't want to mm-hmm. take a step back. So there's so many different barriers to why people don't choose to bike. And that's something that we're really trying to dig into when we work with different communities and we really try to listen and Rather than say, hey, everybody do what we do, we're like, how can we enrich and bring more to what it is that you do with our expertise? And I think that approach is really important to remember that when I go into a community and I bring a bike, I've got to think about like how I present myself. Am I going to look like a cyclist or am I going to look like a person who just happens to have a bike with me? And that's generally the approach that we try to have with Adult First Ride. Our volunteers don't show up in kit. We don't bring our like, you know, our shreds led. We bring regular bikes. Our fleet actually was given to us, donated by Pedal It Forward. And that's the, those are the bikes that we use for the program. They're super not intimidating. They're all different. Eventually, we would love to be able to have uh, bikes that are all the same just to expedite the processes that are involved. Yeah. But for now... You know, it's the most approachable fleet of bikes and there's nothing intimidating about it. And that's what we teach on. And that's what the folks that are in the the program learn on. 
Yeah. And for those that are listening, that have never heard of Pedal It Forward. Kenny and the rest of the gang over there, Pedal It Forward are amazing. They do great work. I've actually taken my kids up to a couple of events where we like around Christmas time, we put bikes together for Christmas. And I mean, they do an amazing job. And if you have a well, a gently used bike that you want to recycle and you don't want to throw it out, those are the people to see because you can recycle your bike through pedal it forward and they will rejuvenate it and put it out there for somebody else to benefit from. So we don't want to see bikes in the landfill. We don't want to see bikes being thrown out or resting out in your backyard when there is an outstanding organization like Pedal It Forward that can take your bike and and rejuvenate it and give it to somebody like some of the participants potentially from for the adult first ride. So there's a lot of ways that this ecosystem works to benefit everybody. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about some of your your experiences with some of the people on the adult first ride and what, you know, I, I heard you have a couple of really good stories, but I would love for you just to kind of share some of the interactions that you've had a chance to be a part of since this program started. So it's been really interesting. When I started working with this, I thought we would get I wasn't, I was trying not to have preconceived notions as to who would come to this program. I was really surprised when we launched it. We had a couple of classes that we held at Pedal It Forward and they filled up. They filled up so fast. And I wasn't even really pushing it super hard. And I thought, oh my gosh, these people are so brave. Being an adult and like something that you did not learn to do as a kid, missed out on that rite of passage. Here you are, you're going to sign up for this thing. You read a brief description about it. You have no idea who you're going to meet there. You don't know what the equipment is going to be like. These amazing, brave people signed up for this class, sight unseen, no photos about it. No, like, this is how the class goes. They just were like, I want to learn to ride a bike. I'm going to go do it. And I just, it blows my mind how brave they are to step into that vulnerable space. And then we would get there and there are people from all kinds of different groups. We had, I think, close to 50% female, 75% were non-white. And the majority of the group was between the ages of 25 and 35, which again, blew my mind. And I didn't realize that I was expecting to see a different group until I saw that group and was like, (laughs) heck yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) But they were so excited to be able to finally check this off that they were just so grateful and so kind we were able to give bikes to those who had asked for them. And there were a few that were like not quite ready yet, maybe in the future, but there were a few folks in the first few classes that were like, yes, I would love to have a bike. And so we were able to partner with Pedal It Forward to source bikes for them. And there was one particular individual who couldn't take the bike with her. She'd never learned and she it was something she always wanted to do and she couldn't take it with her at the time. So I just, I drove it over to her apartment and dropped it off. And as I was dropping it off, she asked if she could have a hug. And I thought, well, that was such a great thing. She asked me for a (laughs) hug. And so, you know, we've had people come back to classes because they wanted to practice some more and they felt really safe in our space, which means so much because when you create a new program and there are people who are like, I liked it so much. I want to keep coming back and keep learning from you. That just is the biggest compliment you could ever have for a program. And we're hoping that, you know, we're able to bring this program to a wider audience. Obviously, I can only teach, you know, 10 people at a time myself with a few volunteers. 
especially because everyone comes with a different set of fears and abilities and accommodations that are needed, that a lot of the class is one-on-one or one-on-two or, you know, working in small groups because everybody needs a little bit of a different thing. So having a lot of volunteers is really important. But we really want to be able to empower the community to learn the process here and help us get this to a, a bigger audience so that we can impact more people. But this is one of those programs that like, even if we don't impact a ton of people, the impact is so deep for those individuals that it is, I've said it before, the few hours that I have spent teaching this class to folks that have not yet learned to ride a bike have been the most rewarding moments of my entire career as a bike advocate and my entire career as a teacher, probably. Mm -hmm. Learning to ride a bike is like learning to read. It's a magical moment in which suddenly the world makes sense and you get it. And it's the only thing I can really, maybe learning to walk is the same, but we do that when we're so young, usually. It's like learning to read. It's magic and it's beautiful. And I challenge anybody who shows up to help with a class or teaches someone to ride a bike for the first time, I dare you not to cry because it is really hard. <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, I can remember when I when my kids learned to ride. And I mean, of course, it's different when you're younger, but even the joy on their faces when they realize they can do it and they can keep the bike upright and all of that. I mean, it just there's just nothing like it. And I just I mean, I think it's exciting what you guys are doing. How long has this program been You've gone from conception to actually running the program. How long has it been around now? We had our first classes in April. Okay. We had a couple of rainouts, as you can imagine, in April. Uh, We had our first class on April 18th. We did our first volunteer training in March. And we've been, you know, with every iteration, we dial things in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so I think we've had five or six classes now. And we've got more on the calendar coming up including two that are open for registration currently at the Jones Center in Springdale, and then one at the Rogers Activity Center in Rogers. Those are available for, they're made free to the public thanks to a sponsorship from CEI. And again, bikes are provided by Pedal It Forward. We are at this point in time able to provide helmets for everybody in the class and they can actually take them with them. Um, And We have more that are coming up that'll be announced later on and always looking for further opportunities to bring this program to to different areas. Okay. So will you do a class in Bentonville at some point? We did um, did. a class at Walton Life Fitness Center. We did two classes at Citizens Park in May. We will, as we get more underwriting for the classes, we're able to add them onto the calendar. So as of right now, we have two and then three more that'll be announced later on. They're kind of pending, finalizing a couple of things. Okay. So anybody listening to this and, and says, you know what, I, I'm sick of this. I want to I want to start riding a bike. I want to get out there with my kids or whatever. What's the best way for them to connect with you so that they can do that? So we have two classes currently open for registration and those registrations are on Eventbrite. You can do a quick little search on there for adult first ride. Biking, bike and WA, trailblazers, any of those words will get you there. Okay. And follow us on our social media. We will be announcing more classes as we go throughout the summer. And if they want to 
ask about a particular class or potentially to volunteer or to even sponsor, they can email me. My email is really difficult to remember. It's Anya at wearetrailblazers.org. Yeah, I'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes, the Eventbrite link, and I'll make sure that, that, that even over time, if they move for, away from Eventbrite and you're listening to this podcast, that you can attract this information down and, and be able to connect with Anya and the rest of the team at Trailblazers so that you can take part in this adult first ride. And I want to encourage individuals that are listening to this that are you know, my professionals, if you will, those that get out on a bike on a regular basis, it's second nature to you. I mean, I've been a cyclist all my life. You know, since I came here, I really drank the Kool-Aid and just jumped into this bike culture and immersed myself in it. And I like to road ride personally. My kids are on a NICA team. They've cut their teeth with mountain bike riding. So this, there is a lot of opportunity for you to get involved and to find your way. And I'm glad we're doing this episode because I don't want people to feel like there's not a place for them. There is absolutely a place for you out on the trails, out on the greenway with your bike, even if it's just a tool around and, and feel the warm breeze, which is it is today a warm breeze of air beating at your face as you ride around. So I really want to encourage you to take advantage of it. And I think about, you know, I had, and I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, them, Anya, but the ladies from Latinas in BC, it's a biking group of uh, Latina women and it's run by Olivia Barraza and a few other people. And they do an amazing job of introducing bike riding to people that traditionally haven't ridden bikes. And it's just, it's kind of taken over. She's, she's, Olivia's taking groups down to Little Rock. She's got folks riding all over the place. Every weekend they pop up. And, and uh, if you check out Arkansas Latinas in BC on Instagram and some other sites, you'll see them getting around. But that's just a, an example of what Anya's talking about, creating an opportunity for people to create more awareness around biking and how to just ride and kind of go from there. You never know where it'll take you. But again, you don't have to become Greg LeMond. You don't have to become some outstanding bike rider. You can just be somebody that can get on a bike and ride it from point A to point B and just find some joy in doing that. And I think that's that's the most important thing here. And if you want to take it to another level, if you want to do some grand fondos or if you want to do some type of off-road cycling or some gravel rides or things of that nature, that's there for you as well. But you know what Anya is doing is really, really important. And, and I want to thank you so much for you know taking some time out of your day to just give us a glimpse into the Adult First Ride program, because I think it is going, as you continue to grow this, it is going to be a game changer for a lot of people that are going to realize that it's never too late to get on a bike. That's right. And stay tuned because there's more offerings coming. We're always growing and changing with the community. And when people ask us, do you do a class for XYZ? That's always something that's kind of on our radar. What can we do to bring people along so that they're ready to go ride with a group and they feel equipped and excited about it? We've got some social rides that are going to come up, which will be for some people, their very first opportunity to ride with a group. And that will look very different than a social ride for somebody who rides often. But the goal is the same thing. It's fun, it's safe, and you're connected with your community. And that's really all we ask for. Okay, that's perfect. So your email address is anya at wearetrailblazers.org. Is that correct? 
Yes. Okay, perfect. A-N-Y-A. So you guys, please connect with her. And if you do connect with Anya, if you do take one of the adult first rides, please let them know that you heard about it here first at the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We would really appreciate that. And, and again, our relationship with uh, Trailblazers is, is not going to stop. We want to continue to support what they're doing because we love the bike community. We're part of the bike community and it's just, just nothing like it. So uh, I appreciate all that you're doing, Anya. I wish you continued success with your team. And if there's anything that we can do over here at I Am Northwest Arkansas to continue to get the word out, please don't hesitate to ask because we'll be more than happy to support your efforts. Oh, we will. Lots of things coming down the pipeline. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. This is another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I hope you liked it. It took us a minute to get through and get this episode done, but I'm so thankful for Anya's patience. And again, what these folks at Trailblazers are doing is is nothing short of exceptional. They're an outstanding organization made up of just outstanding people, Anya, Bianca, and so many others that are part of Trailblazers. So you need to connect with them and check them out. And if you're not sure about what the next steps are, you can go to their website. You can always reach Anya via email and just say, hey, I'm new to all this. Can you help me out? And they will certainly help you out. And don't let the fact that you don't have a bike or you don't have a helmet be uh, the deciding factor. Just say, you know what? I'll figure it out. And folks will come to your aid and you'd be surprised how bikes will just end up you know, available for you to use as you get used to or comfortable around a bike and on riding one. So please take advantage of that. This is another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us in all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcasts come out every Monday rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.